appreciate the members and the ministers and the workers. Please, uh, I pray that as you support your pastor, the Lord will support you too in the name of Jesus. I want to quickly give you seven points for divine direction. Seven points, quickly, before we go to the world. Seven points for divine direction. Number one, in the school of direction, there is no graduation. In the school of direction, there is no graduation. Direction is what you get every time. It is not a one-way thing. You keep on asking God for direction. You keep on asking Holy Spirit for direction. So in the school of direction, there is no graduation. Number two, nothing counts again when you lose direction. Nothing counts again. There is nothing that counts again when you lose your direction. So when it comes to you moving to your next level, you need a direction. Number three, you cannot be following a king and lack anything. You cannot be following a king, the king in capital K. I'm talking about the almighty God. You cannot be following a king and what? Lack anything. Number four, when you miss your direction, you miss your destiny. When you miss your direction, some people got destined to be in the UK, they are in Canada. Some people got destined to be in Lagos, in Nigeria, or they are in the UK. So when you miss your direction, you miss your destiny. We will see some examples if we have the time. Number five, the cost of direction cannot be compared with the cause of misdirection. The cost, C-O-S-T. Sorry, I'm not a, I'm not a European person. Or, you know, so manage my assets. You understand? The cost, that is C-O-S-T, the cost of direction cannot be compared with the curse, C-U-R-S-E, of misdirection. So cost and curse, they go pari passu. So when it comes to direction, you talk about the cost. But when it comes in about misdirection, you talk about the curse. So the cost of direction cannot be compared with the cause of misdirection. Number six, quickly, Faith invites God. Faith invites God. Fear invites devil. Faith, F-A-I-T-H, invites God. But fear, F-E-A-R, invites the devil. So deal with fear. The last one, number seven. The sound of faith we make determines the signs we command. The sound, S-O-U-N-D, the sound of faith we make determines the signs, S-I-G-N-S, the signs we command. These are those tips that you can, you know, we don't have enough time to talk about it, but I'm going to really, really be very fast now because of our time. When you talk about direction, when you, are, when you, if you look at the pilots, if you have had the opportunity of staying where the, in the cockpit where we have the pilot and uh, they are going somewhere and they miss that direction. I think, I don't know what they call it in the, in the cockpit. You know, they miss that direction definitely it's either the crash or it lands in another, in another environment. That is the cost of missing a direction. So it is inevitable when one misses his direction or a direction, crash is inevitable. So when you miss your direction, God has told you follow this way, or follow the other way, and you have it's like if you are in, uh, you know, the UK is a very good country because from one 
all the we have the road network linking together. But in far part Africa, in Lagos, for instance, if you are going from Lagos to Abuja, you know some of us might know uh, from Lagos to Abuja, maybe from Lagos the bus drove to Port Harcourt. You know, you are missing your direction because you are not supposed to go to Port Harcourt. You are supposed to first go to what? Just go straight to Ibadan. Maybe you go towards Abure. You know, but in Lagos, if you miss your direction to go to Abuja, definitely you find yourself in Port Harcourt, which is can be terrible. And it, it takes longer time to get to your direction. I pray that at the end of this service, somebody will have direction to his destiny in the name of Jesus. The topic our pastor has given me that we have been discussing is divine direction. And we are taking our text from the book of Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm chapter 32, verse number 8. I'm reading from the NIV. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I thought somebody would say amen. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Amen. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Amen. That is NIV. God is telling us, he's going to teach us. He's going to tell us the way to go. He's going to give us instructions. Instruction is very, very important in life. When you don't follow instructions, you go to destruction. So when it comes to instruction, it's what you have to diligently walk over. If the, if the teacher, you know, I also run MBA program, one of the UK universities currently. I'll be in school tomorrow. And, uh, you know, when they give us instruction during our exam, answer two questions out of four. And you're answering three. It means that you have lost the instruction. And definitely, you, you, you see, I don't know what you call it, it's a carryover or whatever, whatever you call it. So you need to have instruction about your life, where God wants you to be. And that is very, very important. In that Psalm 32 verse 8, if you look at the Passion Translation, I love this translation very much. If you know, they call it TPT. The Passion Translation, I will read it, it says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you. And somebody will say, Amen. Amen. Instructing and guiding you along the pathway of your life. Amen. I will advise you along the way Amen. and lead you forth with my eyes to guide you. Amen. Is the passion translation? God is very close to us. For you to get an instruction, you must be close to somebody. Husband and wife must get instruction from themselves. Oh, let's do this, let's do that. You want to have investment, you want to have anything, the two of you need to come together. Should we go to this business? Should we do do we do this? Should we not do that? Because the Bible says one shall change a thousand, and one shall change what? Ten thousand. So it is different if you are just a, a lone ranger. And that is why it's difficult for a lone ranger to take over. So if you're a lone ranger, you don't take over because you are alone and nobody's giving you instruction. So, but if you are with God, you are with the majority. And I pray that you will get that instruction this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen. I think our amen can be better. Amen. That if somebody is at here today, you are at the point of crossroads and you don't even know what to do. You cannot go back to where you are coming from and you don't want to, you don't know how to go forward. The Lord is telling me this morning that after this service, there will be a way out in the name of Jesus. If you are the one catching that prophecy, I said there will be a way out in the name of Jesus. What is divine direction? What is divine direction? Divine direction, I'm not going to go into the theological aspect. I'm going to be very straight. I'm a very straight person to the core. I'm not going to be saying divine is God in Ecclesiastes, in Hebrew. No. What is divine direction? Divine direction 
is what turns a wanderer to a wonder. Divine direction is what turns a wanderer, W-A-N-D-E-R-E-R, when somebody wanders away, and it turns him to a wonder, W-O-N-D-E-R. So divine direction is what turns a wanderer to what? To a wonder. Tell yourself, I'm a wonder. I'm a wonder. I don't know, it's this I am in it. Say, tell yourself, I'm a wonder. I'm a wonder. How many of us believe that we are, we are, we are wonders here? You know, you are a wonder. You know, when you are a wonder, things will begin to work for you. That is how life is. I will tell you a story before I go into the details. In, because what I'm going to now is the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, 1 to 20. But I will tell you a little story before we go to the story of this young man. In terms of direction, I remember when I finished my education, my university education, in, of course in Africa, the Lawrence to be specific. And when I finished my university education, I finished serving, and uh, you know, usual of Nigeria, you have to be looking for a job. Of course, I was looking for a job from one people to post. The first job I got in Nigeria, I'm talking about Naira. You know, don't, don't think I'm talking about pounds. You know, the first job I got, I got a job of 20,000 naira in a month. If you convert it to dollars, you know I'm a dollar person. <laughs> I heard the family of dollar. So anything dollar, foreign currency, in the entire bank is under me. Just 20,000 naira in a month. And that was the job I could get. And I started working. I was putting my best. And the first month I received 20,000 naira. That was my first salary in my life. Apart, apart from the Alawi, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's the NYC, but those are not in Nigeria. You know, and uh, second month, by the time I checked my alerts, they paid me 15,000. Somebody said, ah, I was working with an insurance company. You know, insurance in the UK is quite different from insurance in Nigeria. As a matter of fact, insurance in the UK is bigger than the banking sector in the UK. 15,000. I went to my boss. Excuse me, sir. I only got 20,000. Uh, 15,000. Say, yes, you, you didn't bring him money. You, didn't, you, are, you are a marketing officer. You have to bring him money. So the third month, I came from a very low family, from a village, farmers, my dad, my dad, my mom, farmers. And when the third month came, I got a lot of 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> By the time you remove transport fare from the open, you know, what will, what will remain? And uh, I said, God, help me. So, call a long story short, the fourth month, I got a lot of 5,000. They said, that's just for you to be doing transportation to, to office. <laughs> God will help us in the name of Jesus. You know, but I kept on saying, God, give me direction on where to go. So, some of us, what we need to do is to take the kingdom of God and enlarge it. Enlarge the course of the kingdom of God. And after that, I said, no, I don't think I can continue with this work after the fifth month. Excuse me, let me resign. I honorably resign, no job. I was jobless again. And I said, God, give me direction. I said, go to Lagos. This job I'm talking about was in the battle. Then I went to Lagos. I go to Lagos. I got a job. I was happy. I think about two months ago, I got a job of 60,000 naira. 60,000 naira divided by 930, maybe 940, you know how much it is. 
So, but to cut the long story short, while doing this job again, I was not satisfied because how will I get, how will 60,000 marry? By God's special grace, I met my wife in the, in the university. And we started, so at least this is our 15th wedding anniversary, if I'm correct. And uh, we have been together for the past 21 years. So I went to was uh, telling them, this is my story too. You <laughs> understand? So, but we, we kept on praying. So it got to a point on that job, because let me tell you something about this, this morning. When God wants to promote you, it will cause somebody to misbehave. I pray for somebody this morning. Somebody that will misbehave to enthrone you, the Lord will ask the person to misbehave in the name of Jesus. Do you know that Basti misbehaved for Esther to be crowned? That is how life is. If devil was not sent out of heaven, Jesus might not even reign this way. But God allows something to happen so that he wants to elevate somebody. So my, my boss then, when I was working, the woman was misbehaving, uh, picking me at the bus stop. She will not. So I now challenge that case. And then I'm supposed to be picking me with my salary. With a, it's a car. The car that is the car of the organization. Poor cars. So, no, you are rude. And uh, yes, the MD told me to be picking you. But this is. She went to the MD, reported me. And that was how I got fired. I got fired. And when I was fired December 18th, in 2006, 2005, it was, a, next day was my engagement. I kept it to myself. I didn't tell anybody because I don't want anybody to spoil my engagement. <laughs> so after when they were meeting, you know, if I don't go, 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 we will still dance. Meanwhile, you have lost your job. <laughs> so after the youth in the house, okay, when are you getting married? Sorry, I lost my job. I can't go, I can't get married now. Let's give it another little time. And, huh? and he didn't tell us. But the truth is that after I lost my job in December, and I asked God, I said, I cried to God, give me direction of where, where. Where? I don't know anybody. I don't know any politician. I don't know any Baba Isale. I don't know any Baba Oki. But I only know you as God. God opened doors. And he sacked me December 18th and February 7th. You know, that's where I'm going to. The Bible says that the kingdom of God so far violence. And the what? Violence. violence. Take it by what? By force. I said, no, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do any work of 60,000. 20,000 again. Any job that is not paying me 100,000, I'm not going to do. Minimum. I prepared my CV. I went to the streets of Lagos in Victoria Island. I was dropping my CV, dropping this, dropping that. Do you not know what? The last place I got to, I got there as I want to drop my CV. I'm talking about direction. I said, I want to drop my, to, my CV. I said, sorry, a lady there in the reception, sorry, CV submission closed on Friday. But I came on a Monday. I said, please, just let me. I've been pleased. She didn't know when she screamed at me, shouted. I said, she was on your clothes on Friday. When she was shouting, the boss in the office overheard her. She came out. I said, what's going on Monday morning in my office? Oh, as a Yoruba man, some of us, you know, in the UK, there is no respect. But in, in, the, in Africa, we have respect. As a Yoruba man, I prostrated. <laughs> Good morning, madam. Let me submit my CV. This has closed, I know, just to submit my CV. The woman said, Give me the CV. And that was how she collected the CV. On Wednesday of that day, 
uh, of that week, I got an SMS for my right attitude test. Let me tell you, when preparation meets opportunity, success is inevitable. But because I've read with my NYC, I've read, of course, I read engineering, mechanical, I've mathematics, all those small, small things that they will be asking me. For all the long story short, that was how uh, I got a job in that organization. It's, a, it's, and it's a, in a bank. And I'm in bank receptors in that time till today. What I'm trying to say is this when God gives you direction, nobody can change it. Do you know when I was about resuming? Do you know? Let me tell you, I, because I was in um, Zanzibar not too long, I think Zanzibar and Barbados. And uh, I met with the, the uh, African Development Bank uh, CEO. And uh, we were talking. I said, you, you allow me to get a job. He said, how? And I said, I narrated this to him. You know, when I was going for the interview, I got to a place called Obali Lady, you know, Lagos. And uh, those days, you read papers, five naira, ten naira, and return the paper. So while I was reading the paper, I saw the bank I was going for interview. That's why I was talking about divine direction. When I was going for interview, I discovered that in one of the pages they were talking about the bank is, is taking about $100 million loan. Me, I've never seen dollar in my entire life. My dad has never seen dollar. My mom has never seen dollar. Where will I know? But you'll be, seeing 100, you'll be hearing news, $100 million as if it is fake. You know, if you are from a problem, you understand what I'm talking about. So when I go to interview, they said, okay, do you have any question for us? I said, I read it in today's Guidance newspaper. Page so, so, and so. That so, this post attractive bank, you are borrowing $100 million from African Development Bank to improve your international products and services. I would like you to shed more light. That was what landed me in foreign operations of the bank. That question. When I resume in foreign operations, the head of the department said, hello, to do what? You look at no, you're not the one I'm expecting. I have a cousin that is coming to resume here. He said, this place is for, you know, it's not a place to just bring anybody to that department. He said, no, I should go back to HR. He called the HR. HR said, no, it is the, it is the divisional head that said you should go to that department. Because he asked a question related to that department during the interview. That was all. That was all. That is divine direction. And I pray for somebody in this place. Divine direction will come your way in the name of Jesus. God will order your step in the name of Jesus. And, uh, you know, because I don't want to waste of time. Maybe a time will be coming, we will come and talk better. You know, and it got to a point there are challenges in life. And he got to a point in that same place because the man was not expecting me. He refused to promote me for seven years. He was not expecting me. He said, eh, since you have taken this place, I will also deal with you. Do you know what? Yes, seven years. Do you know what? When I was in a, they call the place RCCG Mahanga Chapel in Bagada, very big judge, Pastor Brown, Yisu, then. Aha. And uh, a lady there, when I was in youth, she was in SS3. She wrote the finish. Finished NYSC, got a job in Fidelity Bank in Nigeria, and she came to, to the altar after like one year in the industry. Praise God, I have been promoted. That was when the girl was in. I was, I was teaching then when she was in SS3. Meanwhile, I was already in a bank. She met me in the industry, got promoted ahead of me. I shed tears. I said, This will not happen again. God, give me the next direction of my life. Somebody is there this morning or this afternoon. The next direction or the next phase of your life, God will deliver it to you this morning in the name of Jesus. I said, no, I'm tired. Until you are tired of your valley, 
Until you say no to you, devil. No, get out of my way before things begin to open unto you. You need to have that courage. And I say, no, 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 it's for me to go to it. There is a particular place, they call it Ipewara. It's that the Jews mountain. In Osho State. Ah, that, you know, I, I went to Takuti Jesu in court. Takuti Jesu means that you want to die with Jesus. Mount Carmel. God bless you, mommy. Mount Carmel. I went there. And that was like, God, three days. God intervened. Do not have step out from that mountain. And go to Lagos on Saturday because I'm to minister in church on Sunday. And that same Sunday evening, I got SMS, a call from my, one of my bosses. I said, would you like to work in my, in my place? I said, why not, sir? Send your CV. Send my CV. Before you know, it gave me double level. Hmm? I pray for somebody here. Those levels you have lost, God will give you double in the name of heaven. And you now know what everyone that surpassed me in the industry, that they have gone ahead of me, now I am ahead of all of them. I am ahead of all of them. None of them they are still under me. All people that we started, even people that they say they were God, God was promoting me every August, which is every of our convention. Because when God has placed you in a place, nobody can change it. And that is what God will do for somebody this morning in the name of Jesus. So divine direction is a very key point in our lives. You need to seek God's face where to go. And in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 9, 1 to 20, you want me to read because of our time. I want us to read or because of our time we're able to read. But when you get home, please read it with understanding. There was a, a Benjamin, a man standing whose name was Kish, son of Abel, the son of Zero, and his name is Saul. This man, he his father loved some donkeys. He said, go and look for this donkey. If you look at it in verse 2, I think he described, I don't know, if you look, he described the way uh, the man uh, Saul is. Tall, handsome, good looking. Let me tell you, divine direction, or if you, if you don't have that divine direction, whether you are good looking or not, it doesn't matter. What matters to you is God. That's why you see somebody, I'm sorry to mention him, you see somebody like Oshemole. Eh? Whether you are good looking, I'm not saying it's no answer, please. Oh. You understand? So it's not about being you. I can be black, I can be dark. That doesn't mean that ah, you, you can be short. As a matter of fact, I was with my MD in London, I think two days ago. Uh, on your state, they were having a business summit. I was there in London, Millennium Hotel. And with my MD, with some of the MDs of the banks in the UK, I already were there in, the, in that hotel. And uh, by the time we were about to take group picture, my MD was the shortest. Here. It does not matter whether you are short. What matters is what you command. And she said, this must happen, it must happen. Doesn't matter her size. She's a lady, not even a man. My dear, my MD. So it does not matter your size. But you look at the size of Saul. The Bible says he was tall. He was handsome and he was, he was good looking. But he had, he became a wanderer. Don't forget the definition of divine direction. What did I say about the definition of direction? He turns a wanderer to a what? To a wonder. So he became a wanderer. He started looking for this. And he got to a point. He was tired. He was discouraged. He said, let's go back home. And one of his servants said, no, sir. We cannot go back home. That was the prophet. That is the prophet in this town. If you can locate him, he can do what? He can show us where the donkeys are. Say, wow. Are you sure? Say, yes. But what are we going to give him? I don't have time to talk about that period. Because you, there is a way you give unto the Lord that God embarrasses you with blessings. Mm -hmm. 
I am telling you, I don't know whether I will have the time today. But the truth is that they packaged themselves, got some shekels, and went to the man of God, and he told them, and at the end of the day, not only that they found the donkeys, but at the end of the day, he became the king of Israel. A wanderer becoming a what? A king. If you look at the story of Joseph in the Bible, Joseph became a wanderer, even to the house of Potiphar, even to the, to the prison. And from prison, he became what? A prime minister. I pray for somebody here that very, very soon people will celebrate you in the name of Jesus. Ah, that your amen can be better. Amen. I will not mention two things about, uh, I have about a couple, but I'll mention two. How do you assess the divine direction? How do you assess the divine direction? One, be focused. That's the word. Be focused. Know where you are going. When you know where you are going, you know, <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a short story about my wife. You know, uh, when I met her in the university, I was in training level. We did A levels together. Yeah, and uh, you know, I got admission. She didn't get that year. She came the following year. And when I saw her, I said, babe, you need to, I, I want to marry you. Of course, that, by the special will of God, she is the first lady in my life. And she'll be the only lady in my life. Amen. And I said, I want to get married. She said, no, you want to marry me? Said, okay, what we do is that, that was October 1, 2001. You want to marry me? Say, come back next year. I don't get it. She come back next year? Okay, no problem. I tried to disturb her. I said, don't disturb me. I'm here to read. No problem. So you need to be focused. Know what you want. And exactly one year, October 1, 2002, <laughs> I appeared. He said, you gave me one year, I'm here. Oh, t baby, you've not forgotten. I said, I've not forgotten, I'm here. Hey, okay, let me go and pray. Pray again. So one year, you could not pray. And after I said, I will pray. After I pray, you have to go to my, my reverend in church. And after that, you go to my mommy. We went to the reverend, the reverend said, okay, he will pray. After that, I said, God, I said, he, okay, let's go and face the whole of mommy. We went to see mommy. Mommy said, Prophet, it was really okay. We went to go to mountain. Mountain? Just to marry. Meanwhile, these are ladies. Ladies in town, they don't need to do anything before they marry them. You need to be focused because I've said something in her. If you know where you are going, you will pursue it. And that is why you need to pursue your goals. Tell your neighbor, pursue your goal. Ah, uh, you're not telling your neighbor, say pursue your goal. Tell your neighbor, be focused. Proverbs chapter 4, 25-26, amplified version. Proverbs chapter 4, number 25-26. Let your eyes look directly ahead toward the path of moral courage. And let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you toward the path of integrity. Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet, and all, ye, all your ways will be steadfast and sure. That is amplified version. The truth about life is you need to be focused. There is need for you to be focused. And when you are focused, it is easier to achieve your aims and objectives. Number two, which is the last one, I won't go to the other ones. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 7, 1 Samuel 9, verse 7, where we read about Saul, Saul said to his servant, If we go, what can we give the man? 
The food in our sacks is gone. We have no gifts to take to the man of God. What do we have? Number two is talking about giving sacrificially. Oh, I don't know. Thank you for media. Giving sacrificially. There is a need for you to give sacrificially. We started a parish 2015 back in Lagos. And, of course, nothing for us. Only seven of us. We were managing. But we have to build. We have to do a lot of things. And if you know RFCG back home, you're on your own. You have to do your own. You have to but you are a minister. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We started doing the little we could do. Little we could do. God help us. God help us. I won't tell you details. I won't tell you details. And God showed up. Because we gave sacrificially. He got to a point that said, no, I'm going to give up everything I have in life. That when I give. Because the truth is that when you give sacrificially, because of time, we're able to go into it. Let me tell you, whatever you are desiring in the UK, so sacrificially to it. I do that in the residential camp very well. Whatever you are eyeing, you are looking for papers, you are looking for a job, so sacrificially to the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about you sowing um, 500 pounds. You earn, I'm talking about I, I drop my entire salary of the month. I'm talking about dropping the entire money we have as a family. Someone will say, oh, these pastors in Nigeria, they have come. Have but the truth is that it's what I practiced. Do you know that we, I didn't have a house when we were building the parish in 2015? No house. The house of the Lord, we must build it. First. Do you know what? And we did, after the project, this began to open. Doors began to open. And before you know, a five-bedroom duplex with another duplex at the back to rent in a, in a good estate. Before you know, hostels. Before you know this, I can't be telling you. I can't be telling you the number of what God has given us in terms of projects. Because we have done God's first. If you look at that book, that when, when the woman, the Shunammite woman, he said, do my own first. I don't know whether we understand what I'm saying. Do my own first. You look at this church here, and you say, what can I do to make, oh, pastor, what do we need in church? When I got the dark banking job, I told you about, you know, in those days, when I look at the offer letter, and I saw, and that's about two point, is it two, two million, two point something million that time. And I, as a mathematician, divide by 12. He said, so you need all this money. The first salary, I went to meet my pastor, sir. What, what does church need? He said, they need a pulpit. Sir, I have more than money for puppies. What do you? He said, bring the money. I gave the entire money to the pastor. And I went to the church not too long. I still saw the puppet I bought 20, 2007 in that place. The same puppet. So most of us, we don't want to give to God. We feel that, no, I can't do this. What? The, the tithe is too much. I don't, if you cannot pay your tithe when you are earning 1,000 pounds, you cannot pay when you earn 200,000 pounds. Have you sincere with you? How much is 1,000 pounds? 300 pounds. 100 pounds that will not take anybody home. Many of us will feel that, oh, this money is too much. We started a parish, I think uh, this year, March, uh, April, we, we started a, a new parish. I went to look for 13 million. Take it for this, take this parish. Do AC, everything. I want to see the church neat. I got 13 million. 
I, I had about 10 million personally. I borrowed 3.4 million to add it to 13.4 million to build the new parish. I think it's the saving. I think it's the saving for my children abroad. But no, it's God's, God's first. And after that project, I know what God has done for me. I can't be telling you. After that project, a new car, a, a, of course, in the office. A brand new jeep was bought and said, this is for you. It does not matter. I want to fly. Of course, you say, oh, you know what? The first day I entered a plane in my life from Lagos to Abuja, I said, God, is it me from Philly that is entering plane? I now find myself in business class. I'm like, what? If God can do this for me, he can do it for you. <laughs> and I pray that there will be a direction for you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let me quickly round up uh, this session so that we can close but I would like to call a set of people to pray for them. You know, I was talking about uh, anointing oil. The anointing, if you don't mind, the choir, they I me sing about uh, some songs. Let your living water flow over my soul. I want to anoint some special people here. And of course, this particular oil, you know, of course, you know, this RCG, we anoint ourselves and I got it directly from Jerusalem. And we pray. If you, if, I don't know, as some of us, did you want that you in Jerusalem this week? That the Jews in Jerusalem. Aha. Uh -huh. So you know what that the said in his message. If you don't have to go and watch it on the YouTube, it's there. And you know that anointing works like wonders. And when I was, you know, when God opened doors for me, you know that the Jew anointed me. What happened? That the one day, my MD just called me. I'm on the fourth floor, my MD is on the tenth floor. Steve, can you quickly come to my office? MD doesn't call me Monday morning this way. What happened? I quickly rushed to MD's office. I said, as I was entering my MD's office, Daddy Joe was sitting in front of my MD. What? Monday morning, I went to him, grabbing him on the left. MD, MD, go to the Steve, me, me, me. Where's the guy? I grabbed Daddy Joe. Ah, oh, ah. Do you remember the story of Jacob in the Bible? He said, I will never let you go. Only what? Bless me. I grabbed him. Daddy, pray for me. God will do. That, that single prayer works wonders. And I pray as you are here this morning, you know that you are faced with one difficulty or the other, especially in these two areas. Number one, in the area of job, you are looking for God to send to you in the UK in terms of job. Your job, you are tired of it, you want to change, have a change of job. And number two, you know that, yes, immigration is, an, is, is always an issue in Canada, in the UK, in America, but the truth is that God has a way of settling his people. Yes. So I want to particularly, I want, it's not for everybody. You know you are in this category. Without wasting our time, I would like you to quickly come forward as I anoint you this morning. Why do I sing for us and the Lord will move in our midst in the name of Jesus?
I want your amen to be bigger, better than that your neighbor. I decree in the name of the Lord Jesus, your hands will handle testimony. Well, I don't know whether there is embargo on amen in the UK, but uh, I don't think so. I say your hands will handle testimony. Everyone that has been mocking you will come to beg for prayer. I say you are here. People are mocking you and saying, hey, We will see what you will bring from the UK. Everyone that is standing on your way to mock you, because you have received today's anointing, they will come and beg you for praying in the name All your mothers will go into hiding in the name of Can you say a better name? and subject of thanksgiving in the name I say you will become an object and subject of thanksgiving in the name No one will pity you again. You will be envied in the name of Jesus. No one will pity you again. You will be envied. Celebration comes your way. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Can you turn your hands on the king of kings?